Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today's topic is inspired by a pharmacist colleague of mine, and he was asking, how do you quickly handle stress in the moment when you cannot separate yourself from the stressful situation? Or how do you prepare your mind when you are going into a knowingly stressful situation? So we're going to talk about how to handle stress in the moment. We're going to we're going to get into prep strategies as well as real time in the moment strategies. And when I think about how to handle stress in the moment in a pharmacy environment, a couple of situations immediately come to mind. One is being in a code or another like emergent patient care situation. Another one is a difficult conversation, whether it be with an employee or your boss or a patient or colleague. It could be an employee performance improvement plan. So those can can definitely be stressful situations. Or another example is when somebody is expressing a strong emotion, uh, like anger. You know, when I look back over my pharmacy career, I've had a fair number of interactions where I've had coworkers or staff members express anger, whether it be in a direct way or in a passive aggressive way. And either it's, you know, this anger is to my face or behind my back. And I much prefer, I mean, I don't prefer either ideally, but I much prefer if I had to choose a direct way versus a passive aggressive way. You know, I've been in situations where, gosh, like there is so much tension in the room that you could cut the tension literally with a knife. And one situation in particular involved a hiring decision I had made. The role, the, the role that I was hiring for, it was a specialty role, and there were four internal candidates. And after the interviews and taking into consideration their interview performance, as well as their you know work history performance, and staff and manager feedback, I chose who I felt was the best candidate for this role. Well, you know, one candidate who did not get the role but had worked in the pharmacy for many years came into my office really upset. And this was not a sad upset. It was more of a a guns a-blazing upset. It was it was anger. <laughs> and I mean, they they came in ready to go. And it really it took me off guard in that moment. And you know, I had to really keep my composure and it was a balancing act of de-escalating the situation and also being both kind and firm in my response and expectations moving forward. And, you know, one of the questions I like to ask in an interview, especially if, you know, there it's an internal candidate is, okay, what happens if you don't get the role? 
And it's always interesting, you know, how they respond in the interview. And if for some reason they, you know, they don't get that role, if there's, you know, lots of competition or whatnot, the actual kind of, you know, how their expression afterwards. And, you know, however they react and respond is, is how they, you know, I'm not judging. That's part of their, it's part of people processing, you know, maybe they really wanted that role and and maybe there are other things involved. And I think like in this particular situation, there were a lot of things going on in, in the background and things that I wasn't even fully aware of that led to kind of this escalation, escalated moment. And the thing is all that to say, the thing is you never know how someone is going to react. Like you never know, like even if you do everything quote unquote, right, Somebody can still act in a way that you're not react in a way that you're not expecting. And the thing is, it's not in your control. And it's not your responsibility to worry about. The only thing you can control is your actions and taking responsibility for your emotions and feelings. I'm going to say that again because it's it's a good reminder for me to hear myself say it as well. But the only thing you can control is your actions and taking responsibility for your emotions and feelings. It's your responsibility to know your values, your why, and act in integrity and alignment with those values and those why, and that why. And a lot of this is is related to boundaries. And I do have a three-part podcast series coming up around boundaries where we will dive more into this topic. But when handling stressful situations, knowing what's in your lane to control and what's not in your lane to control is a really important distinction. Okay, so let's get into strategies. So the first first couple are prep strategies. And the first one is self-awareness or EQ, emotional intelligence. So a couple things with this with this first one is know what your stressors are and know your threshold. So you know, is it a particular person or is it a particular time of day? Or is it when, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed and somebody else is coming into your office and it's just kind of that tipping point, like take some time and know what your stressors are, what your, what is your threshold for this stressful situation? Uh, Maybe it is going into when you're having to deliver uh, difficult, you know, difficult feedback. Um, as a side note, as a manager, I, ho- I hope that that first time that you're not interacting with your employee is only, or the only time you're interacting is, you know, when you're giving difficult feedback. Um, one of the things that I love and highly recommend is for people to have, is for, you know, leaders to have uh, continual, regular, you know, short touch points with your employees to check in on how things are doing. Um, and, and not just when you have to deliver, you know, if you have to give them, you know, constructive criticism or feedback in that way, that's how you build that rapport and that relationship. But along those lines, that's a whole other topic we can get into. But again, like under self-awareness or emotional intelligence, know your stressors, know your threshold. Also in this category is know your values and know your why and your purpose, which again, this is a, another big topic that we can spend a whole podcast on, but just some food for thought, like start with your values. So for example, mine, my value top five values or so are connection, contribution, freedom, faith or spirituality, and health and wellness. So those are my values. And I try to act, you know, with whatever I'm, oh, the other one that I, I forgot is growth. 
Um, so I each, you know, I take a look at the things that I'm doing throughout the day and I make sure that they're, um, I lost, I lost my earbud. Okay. We're back. Um, I make sure that what I'm doing is, is in alignment with those values. Okay. Um, so the second thing, so the first one is self-awareness or emotional intelligence. This can take some time to kind of go through that process. The second thing is having a daily wellness routine. I cannot emphasize this enough because this actually, if I go off of my daily wellness routine or I'm not as intentional about it, then I know my stress stressors and threshold are much more sensitive. So having a daily wellness routine, like restful sleep, nutrition, um, I talk about in one of a previous episode, creating your own spiritual gem or morning routine, which can include things like deep breathing, meditation, movement. And I really highly recommend like a 10 to 15 minute spiritual gym every day, ideally in the morning. And this is just a simple habit that when implemented consistently has a huge impact in your energy, your mindset, and how you show up and interact in the world. So, you know, when you get into these stressful situations, you're already, you've already grounded yourself for, for the day. You've, you've connected with your values. You've connected with your why you've, you've taken time for yourself in the morning and this again, like done consistently over time makes a huge impact in every interaction you have. So daily wellness routine. Okay. The third kind of prep strategy is mindset. This is also a big one. So know that pressure or stress is a state of mind. It is a state of mind. So two people can be in the exact same situation and perceive it differently. You know, two people can be hiking up a mountain and maybe it's, you know, one person is really nervous about hiking on the edge and the other person is totally fine with it. So it's a state of mind. And the more you expose yourself to these stressful situations and you continually calm your nervous system down and realize, oh, like I'm not going to die with this situation. It's, I, I have survived it. Like your threshold is going to grow. And, you know, there's, I will put in a plug. I love this book called The Comfort Crisis. And it's a way to, I could talk for a while about this, but basically it's, continually getting out of your comfort zone, no matter what it is every day, kind of doing something that makes you a little bit nervous every day and still taking action anyways, and kind of facing that fear, no matter how big or small this, this grows your resiliency. So I just welcome you to embrace the pressure. Okay. Again, two people can be in the exact same situation and perceive it completely differently. And if you just think back, like when you're learning to drive a car or you're learning a new job, I mean, it can be very stressful and overwhelming when you're first, you know, you're everything about learning to drive your, you know, all these different things to, to remember. And you're have this huge, um, you know, metal contraption that can go really fast and you're, you know, trying to figure it all out. Like when you first learned anything, it's, it can be a lot. But then, you know, at the more you do it, then all these behaviors and things become more automatic. And the same thing is when you're having, you know, a stressful situation at work, when you have a difficult conversation, like the more you do it, the more you lean into it, 
then the easier it, and the better you get, the better, the better you get at it. It is a skill. So, okay. Mindset. Again, that could be a whole other podcast episode, but we're, we're going to move on here. So the fourth strategy is the post. So after you've had this stressful situation with whatever it is, maybe you're in a code situation, maybe it's just been a long, stressful day at work, one thing after the other, maybe it is a difficult interaction. You need to have a practice to calm your nervous system after a stressful event. This is really key too. all of these are key, especially this one. The thing is like, if we repeatedly expose ourselves to stressful situations and we don't intentionally calm our nervous system down, our body can become addicted to those stress hormones. So go for a run after schedule a massage, go outside and walk in nature, being in nature. There's again, this is a whole other episode. I think I'm talking about it soon in a separate episode, but it calms their negative ions in nature that literally calm your nervous system. So yeah, so we relax in nature because we flood our body with the earth's frequency with with these negative ions. And, you know, being inside and in the cities, these electrical frequencies that are all around us can deplete us of energy, deplete us of cellular energy. So a great way I I do this daily, um, then I go hiking uh, out of the city at least weekly, you've got to calm your nervous system down after the stressful event. Okay. All right. So the prep strategies, again, just to kind of recap, self number one is self-awareness, know your stressors, know your threshold. Number two is implement. If you haven't already a daily wellness routine and a morning practice, a morning spiritual gym. Number three is mindset. You know, stress is a state of mind and continually get outside, expose yourself, get outside of your comfort zone to whatever it is that you're nervous about. And number four is have that post, uh, have a practice after that stressful event, calm your nervous system down. Okay. So let's get into real time strategies before we wrap up. The first one is what I like to call, uh, the four, five, seven breath. So when you're in the situation, you are having, you know, a stressful conversation with either your boss or a coworker, whatever the situation may be, remember to breathe. Okay. And the way you can actually trick your nervous system. So if you're feeling nervous, but you want to calm down, you can actually trick your nervous system into being calm. And the way you do that is by doing the four five, seven breath, which is inhale for four counts, hold for five, exhale for seven. And you can adjust it if you're, you know, needing to in this, in this situation. But if you intentionally slow down and focus on your breathing and you're breathing like a calm person, your nervous system is like, Oh, I'm breathing like a calm person. I must be calm. So, I mean, you can use, you can use this technique and, you know, if you're nervous about presenting or whatever situation you're nervous about, the breath is so important. Okay. The the next real time strategy is hand tracing. So this is a mindfulness technique where you can literally, you know, under the table or, um, you know, maybe your hands are in front of you or, or down beside, and you can literally just with your right hand, trace your left hand, uh, like just trace it. Like, so each finger, your palms, and kind of just, um, you know, go back and forth 
And this is a way to kind of bring your attention to the present moment and get out of like the worrying state of mind. So hand tracing is a second real-time strategy. Um, the third one is it's, it's a real-time strategy, but does require some prep work. But maybe you have some sentence starters, like if it is a, if it is a situation you know, obviously you can't really say this, like if you're in a code or emergent patient care situation, but if it's, you're having a difficult conversation and you're just not going anywhere, you can say something like, okay, I'm feeling like we aren't making progress in this conversation. Let's pause for today, regroup and revisit tomorrow. Again, this may not be applicable to every situation, stressful situation, but whatever you know, if you know there's a repeated stressful situation, think about some starters to kind of help, you know, just pause and regroup for the day. So that's another real-time strategy you can use. And the fourth one I used as the prep strategy, but also it's still relevant for a real-time strategy is your consistent wellness routine. If you are consistently taking care of your mind, body, soul, then you will be able to better calm your nervous system down, feel more grounded and connected when you are going into these stressful situations. Um, I will say for me, I, and this is a bit on the extreme side, but I can tell like if I need more time in nature, when I go push myself and do that long hike in the Grand Canyon, I like to hike 42 miles consecutively. It's the rim to rim to rim hike. I mean, Every single time after I do something like that and I come back to the world of just, you know, day-to-day traffic and whatever, you know, stress at work or whatever the thing is, the tubes are down, you know, orders are backed up. There's another drug shortage. Um, You know, if you're working in the community, maybe you have an angry customer or um, an angry physician, whatever the thing is, I will say after one of those experiences, my nervous system is like, everything is like put is in perspective in so many ways that I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't bother me. Like, (laughs) I've been in way more stressful situations that this is not a big deal. And so I'm not saying you have to hike 42 miles in the Grand Canyon or climb this mountain to do that. Although I I do encourage that if that's your thing. Um, Or even if you haven't, but um, to, to, to do something like that, because like when you get into the day to day, gosh, like you really gain a lot of perspective and those things just don't, they don't stress you out as much. Okay. So let's talk about action steps. So your first one action step is create your spiritual gym, have some sort of five, 10 minute morning routine. And number two is practice your breathing four five, seven breath. Okay. I hope that's all, uh, or That is all I have for you today. And I want to leave you with this quote by Nelson Mandela, which is, you either win or you learn. I love this quote. All right. I will talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy. I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. 
What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care, and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.